Welcome to the Equipping You in Grace podcast, hosted by Dave Jenkins. The Equipping You in Grace podcast is a podcast about helping Christians develop a biblical worldview in a conversational tone about issues inside and outside the church. Now, for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to the Equipping and Grace podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this podcast. And over the course of this year, we've been talking a lot about, you know, biblical literacy. I, I had a book come out in March, on March 15th, The Word Explored, The Problem of Biblical Literacy and What to Do About It. And uh, in one of the interviews that I did, I was I was asked about what happens uh if we do nothing about biblical literacy, and um, it's rather jarring. If you've never looked at the stats, I encourage you to go ahead and pick up my book. Um, I'm happy to also send you some of those stats um, if you email me at Dave at Servants Grace. But I, I'm I I I want to see more people talking about the problem of biblical literacy. So I think that the question that I was asked on on this particular interview is is really important. Um, and, and I wanted to do an episode on it because I, I think that we need to have more conversation about this particular uh, subject. So I, I'm not only going to talk about what happens if we don't do anything about biblical literacy, but I'm also going to give you some solutions to it. So don't feel like, okay, well, he's just going to be, Dave's going to be overly negative in this in this episode. Well, the first thing that happens if we do nothing about the problem of uh, biblical illiteracy is false teaching is going to continue, meaning that we're going to continue to see, uh, you know, music like Bethel and Hillsong and their and the teaching that comes from those and and really feed their music feeds uh, their ministry. It's going to continue, and it and it's continuing because people are biblically and theologically. Illiterate. And what that means is when false teaching is continuing and, you know, the prosperity gospel, a new apostolic reformation and so on and so forth, uh, people are going to continue to be deceived. That's what false teaching does. That's why sound doctrine coming from God's word, it, it really, really matters because how, do, how are we going to know the truth? We're going to know the truth because it's in God's word. It's in the 66 books that constitute the word of God. Uh, people are going to continue to be deceived if, if they don't know that word, if they're not taught that word, if they're not reading that word. That's going to, uh, scripture is going to help them to continue to, to be, grow to be biblically and theologically literate. And the third thing is, uh, the continued rise of music that doesn't honor the Lord. All, all music, all writing, everything, uh, it needs to be grounded in the Word of God. Music that honors God, honors God's Word. It lifts high the name of Jesus. It, it aims to serve people, to sing the Word, to know the God who gave us the Word, to not to point to themselves or to some personal... Uh, uh, a thought or revelation that they have that's outside of Scripture, but to point people to Scripture and to what the Lord has said in His Word. That That's what our music uh, should do. Uh, the other thing, uh, if we do nothing about biblical 
you know, illiteracy is. We'll continue to see the rise of a pragmatic approach to to ministry. I, I talked about this earlier this month uh, about a cookie cutter approach to ministry, rather than seeing people's problems as, as seeing people as whole people ha- having a whole need of Christ. We we instead want to plug and play people's problems. Uh, well, you fit into this niche, so you have this problem, and so let's fit you into this program. Let's fit you into this issue. You have this issue. Let's put you into this ministry or with this counselor and or into this school and and so on and so forth. Uh, people's problems, people's issues are more complex than that, and we have to do a better job addressing people's problems that are really uh, doctrinal problems, but they have a whole host of application. Uh, issues and they need us to to see people need to uh, us as ministry leaders uh, those who are pastors as well and elders uh, they need you to see them as whole people in need of a of a whole savior who really does save and who desires to sanctify the people of God and so what does a pragmatic approach to ministry do it it, it kind of says okay well here's here's where uh, you fit and this is what you should do. And so, and so, we need to get away from this. What a pragmatic approach to biblical or to ministry shows is it really shows a, a lack of a biblical and theological literacy. That's really what it shows. Um, the last thing that I'll talk about here today, and then I'll get to some solutions, is the continued rise of social justice and wokeness. This is this is the issue that everybody is talking about. We've talked about it you know, on this show, and it's a big, big issue. But if we don't talk about what biblical literacy is, we're going to see all these all these things. We're going to see false teaching continue. We're going to continue to see people deceived. We're going to continue to see music that doesn't honor the Lord lifted up in the church. Uh, we're going to con- continue to see the rise of a pragmatic approach to ministry. We're going to continue to see the rise of social justice and wokeness. So what are some solutions? I, I don't I don't enjoy talking about the negative things too much, but you know it does need to be mentioned. We do need to talk about it. Uh, so, so the first solution is to all these things is pastor, Bible teacher, podcaster, author, musician. Teach the whole word of God, especially if you're a pastor. Preach expository sermons, sermons that. You know, however you define that, but simply it is this. It's simply where you preach the point of the passage as the point of the text and point people responsibly to Christ from that text and and appropriately. So, pastor, preach the whole word of God. That's not an option, by the way. It is a command. It is a command for you to preach the whole word. If you're not going to teach the word, that's the one thing that every pastor is to do. Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 1, and uh, he told it to Titus, and he told it to the elders of Miletus in Acts 20, plus he told Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, 2, preach the word. So, pastor, preach the whole word of God. I want to talk to you who are writers. Many of you are writers. You want to write you want to write articles, you want to write books, or you are doing one or both. As you write, focus not on how you feel or your experience. Focus first on the Word. Focus first on what does a Word say about this subject, about suffering, about uh, poverty, about justice, about whatever. Focus on the Word first. Now, 
out of that, you can share about from Scripture as you're being faithful to Scripture. You can share, oh, you know, the Lord uh, taught me this, but making sure that it's grounded in Scripture, not pointing to you or or about your feelings about the subject, but about, about what Scripture teaches and how Scripture intersects or your story intersects with what the Scripture teaches about a subject. Now, people do need um, what I call shared to learn about shared experiences. They do need to hear about, okay, well, I studied this and, and I've been learning this. They do need to hear that. But it, it does, it's not pointing back to ourselves. It's pointing to the, to the Word. The Word is, is the final authority for our faith. The Word is authoritative. It's the final standard for our faith, for our practice. It's, it's for every area and every phase of our lives. And so we need to focus as writers on making sure our writing is really biblical. It's really focused. And then out of that, we can be really personal. We can share how, you know, like I'm talking about, about how our, our, our life intersects with what the Word teaches. And we can be very practical as a result of that um, and, and encourage and, uh, people and teach them, hey, this is how this is worked out in our lives or in my life, and they can see a real example of what that looks like. Um, so, you know, since we're talking about biblical literacy, there's two more things that I'm going to talk with you about as we wrap up this episode. The first is read your Bible daily personally or listen to it, and read your Bible corporately. What I mean here is read your Bible personally five to ten minutes a day or listen to it. Uh, if you struggle with this, listen to or read the book that your pastor is preaching on. I've said that before. I'm going to say it again and again because it's so true. It will help you. This helps you to grow in your biblical literacy. You're you're taking in the word that your pastor is going to, to preach on. Um, most of the pastors that I know, they, they have their preaching schedule set through the year. And so you can ask, hey, can I have, pastor, can I have your your sermon schedule. I, I want to be able to read through the text that, that you're going to preach on and, uh, in a certain week, and I just want to uh, digest that text and then hear you explain it uh, while I'm in the Word. I, I want to be a good Berean. Your pastor will love that. He will be encouraged by that. And then, and then reading the Bible corporately is just that. You know, uh, it's coming together to hear the word uh, read uh, from that text that your pastor or, or the, the book uh, that your pastor is preaching through and, and then studying it together on the Lord's Day and worshiping with God's people. And oh, This is another reason why I'm a big fan of sermon review in small groups, because it, it, it gives an opportunity, uh, again, corporately with, with a smaller group of people to talk about, hey, this is what I got out of this sermon, or, or this, this really stood out to me. Let, let's talk about that. And uh, hearing other people's insights into the text is, is just really phenomenal. I love it. Um, that's what our small group does here, and we love it so much. So my wife and I do. So the other, the other last thing is get involved and serve the local church. This, this can look like many people think, well, I'm not an upfront person. I'm not a musician. I, you know, I, I don't preach. I don't teach. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to do a class. But you can do a number of things. It's not just upfront people that we that we need in the local church. Your local church needs people to greet other people, to welcome them. Uh, so so important. If you have a library, uh, the the church librarian needs your help too. They they need help. You know, maybe maybe they need help in a number of other ways, visiting people in the hospital or or counseling other people or you know helping set up and tear down or clean up the building uh, before and after events. Uh, 
you know, men's events, they always need some help with uh, fixing food and, and women's events as well, or corporate events, they need help with uh, setting up food or making food and so on and so forth. So there's innumerable ways to help and to serve the church and to use your gifts. Uh, but, but the biggest thing is, 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 and we'll talk about this this year, is uh, making sure uh, as you're, you're growing in grace that every day you know, you're taking some time to read the Bible yourself, to confess your own need of God's grace, to repent of your own sins, and, and to take them before the Lord and to keep short accounts before the Lord. This, this is so, so vital. Uh, if you want to be an effective and useful instrument for God's glory, that right there is the key. Uh, reading your Bible daily, uh, not because you have to, not to check off a list, but because God delights over his word, and, and he invites you to learn and who he is and what he's like and, and to grow uh, personally and with God's people. So get involved uh, in the local church, even if it's the smallest thing, um, like being involved, getting into people's lives in your small group. That's getting involved in the local church. That that's that's significant because we need one another. We really do. We need we need Christ and we need one another. And over and over again, the Bible calls us to this in the New Testament. Uh, that's why we have fifty one another passages in the New Testament where where we're, we need Christ and we need one another. And the fifty one another passages they fill out our understanding of of what this looks like in the local church. So I I, I just want to plead with you to. Read your Bible daily, to read it with the church, to get in the Word, to study it yourself, and study it with the church. Get involved in a small group. Get involved in getting to know your small group. Get involved in ministering to them, and, and get involved in some other way in serving the, serving the church in, in whatever you way you think um, would, be, would be helpful. I mean, innumerable ways. Get involved if you're a man in the men's ministry, serving, helping however you can, uh, as much time as you have. Uh, women, same thing. Get involved in serving the women in your church in, in whatever capacity you can in the in the women's ministry, and just just be faithful. Be faithful to the Lord. Be faithful to serve Him um, by His grace uh, uh, through the Spirit's help, and all for the glory of God. Well, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot that we could talk about when it comes to what happens if we do nothing about biblical literacy but just wrapping it up here really quickly since we have a few more minutes the big thing is is if we want to see biblical literacy be dealt with and done away with it really starts with you and i the average person in the pew it starts with us reading our bible and studying them and out of that studying with the church growing with the church you know the books that publishers put out they they put them out because you as the average christian they think will read it the book and consider it but if you want stronger books if we want stronger books in the church today better books more biblical books uh, god honoring books uh, that are saturated in good theology that will help us to grow in our biblical and theological literacy it's going to start with you it's going to start with you being a berean it's going to start with you Growing in the Lord personally and with the church, and then and then publishers are going to take notice that that those books that sell well, and if you go look at what sells well, the top books of the year, uh, the most sold books of the year, you're going to see, you know, that that's not the case right now. We have a real problem, and the problem is, is people aren't digging into the Word. They're not studying it. We're not being Bereans. We need to be Bereans. We need to dive into the Word 
personally and corporately with the church, with our local church, and we need to get involved and serve in the local church. That is going to, uh, man, I'm telling you, that is going, the big thing that I'm going to hit on for a while now on this show is just that. Get involved, read your Bible personally and corporately with the church, get involved in serving the local church. In other words, what I'm saying is grow personally in the Word. And then you're going to, out of the overflow, you're you're not going to be able to help but to minister to other people because you're going to want to keep growing in your understanding of the Bible and in theology, the study of God, and 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 then you're going to want to minister to other people, your neighbors, your your family, your friends, the lost, uh, you, the, those who are saved. Uh, you're going to want to make disciples of all the nations because you're not going to be able to help it. Because the more that we think about the glories of Christ and the more that we grow in the glories of Christ, the more we're going to want to tell other people about those glories. We cannot help it. And that's why biblical and theological literacy, they really matter because they help us to grow in the Word. And that help, growing in the Word helps us to grow to be like Christ. And it also helps us to grow to be able to answer people's uh, Bible and theology questions and to have something to say, as as 1 Peter 3.15 tells us to be ready to give an answer for the reason for the hope that we have and to do it with gentleness and respect. I want to thank you for listening or even watching this episode of the Equipping You in Grace podcast. Until next time, may God bless you and keep you. And by the way, my wife is joining us in this next episode on reading and studying the Bible in the next year. So I hope that you'll tune in to that episode. Until next week, or until next time, God bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Equipping You in Grace podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate us on the app, and share this with your friends and family on social media. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Servants of Grace, on Instagram at Servants of Grace, or by searching at Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this episode and many others like it on the front page of our website, servantsofgrace.org.